Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline, including Big Poppy David Ortiz on the World Series coming up shortly. Uh, he'll be with us about a half hour from now, actually. And we had Eli Manning a little earlier today. So good guest list today. Jam packed we are during this extraordinarily good time in the world of sports. There's no better month in my view than October. Obviously, all the football, college and pro is great. Hockey has started. The basketball has started. The baseball postseason and now into the World Series with every game airing here on ESPN Radio. And Hembo and I, we talked earlier in the program today about the big story last night. Charlie Morton gets hit with a pitch. It's those 16 pitches with a broken fibula last night. I mean, that's that's one of the great tough guy performances. I will say a name you may not even remember. But one of the most famous football performances ever was Jack Youngblood played in the NFC Championship game with a broken leg. He was a legendary uh, Los Angeles Ram of many, many, many years ago. Broke his leg, played the whole game. Subsequently stole some shirts from me, but that's a whole other discussion for a whole other time. Do you know what I'm, do you know that no, story? No, I, I want to hear how Jack Youngblood stole shirts from you. I mean, Come he on. didn't steal his probably... Bubba, do you remember this? This, 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 this is going to be before your time. This, I think, was the first or second Super Bowl that Mike and I did. Yeah, so I don't think so. No, this would have been like. I mean, I know the Jack Youngblood uh, leg story, but right. not this story. He broke his leg, and he, and he played the whole game with a broken leg. Um, but many, many years later, we're doing the show from the Super Bowl somewhere. I forget where. And like I don't remember which Super Bowl this was. It might have been oh, our first one was two thousand, so it was like oh one, oh two, something like that. And Jack Youngblood comes by to, to the set, and he's going to do the show with us. A little bit earlier, someone had come by and given us some shirts. Like had given us these. I forget what athlete. It was either Nike or Reebok. I don't even remember what brand it was anymore. It was like a an athletic brand. Left some shirts. Gave us some shirts. And I've got them kind of sitting in front of where I sit to do the show. And when we, when Jack comes over, we kind of slid down to make room for him. This was way before the show was on TV or anything like that. So we're just in a tiny little space. So we just kind of move over to make room for Jack. So Jack is sitting in front of the shirts. And when we get done with the interview, he obviously thinks the shirts are a gift and like a thank you to him for coming on the show. Because as he's leaving, he just picks up the shirts and goes. How many shirts? Like two or three. <laughs> he thought you guys were gifting him a few shirts. Gifting him some shirts. Like, yeah, thanks very much for being on. Here's a little parting gift. Is that presumed? Is that, is that, is, like, we're, well, we're some shows will give you a little something. Yeah, they give you a, a goodie bag. That happened once when I was on the show with Johnny Bench. Do you remember the Johnny Bench? When you, I remember him coming on. I don't remember him taking yeah, shirts. Yeah, we were at the All-Star Game in Cincinnati. Yes, I remember he, being with Johnny he Bench. He comes, all this pomp and circumstance, so there's like these Mike and Mike decorative mugs yeah. on the front with which he pours a bottle of water that was also there into it, drinks it during the segment, and then left with the mug. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Johnny Bench. Like, what are you going to do? It's Johnny Bench. And, which is hilarious, because I mean, I think in our 20 years together, we had like four mugs made over the course of time. <laughs> well, but at least a Hall of Famer has one. But anyway, I digress. We were talking about the baseball game and Charlie Morton being the tough guy. And Hembo, I will repeat this. No one loves anything like Hembo loves baseball. So if you think Hembo wants to sit here and, and say negative things about the sport of baseball on any day, much less the day after game one of the World Series, you could not be more wrong. But what did you tell me when I saw you this morning about your phone 
today. Yeah, so I, I t- turn my phone off after dinner every day. So every morning I wake up and see all the texts that come in, mostly from my buddies watching the baseball game, of course. And there was no mention of Charlie Morton's heroics. There was no mention of the Braves' home runs. There was only mention of how long the game was taking. My friend sent me a picture of his son watching the game. He was sleeping on the couch. It was the fourth inning. Hmm. The game started yesterday, Greeny. It ended today. And it was not an abnormal game. It was not extra innings. There was nothing abnormal about it. There were 20 hits. There were 23 strikeouts. There were six walks. Just sort of a standard par-for-the-course game. These days. These days. But there were 11 pitchers that, that threw, and no one threw more than 52 pitches. There were 11 pitchers, and no one threw more than 52 pitches. Please go on. And so what you have here is a circumstance in which a very normal game, based upon the box score, occurs. And it took four, four hours and five minutes to complete. It took four hours to, to play that baseball game yesterday when there was nothing abnormal about it. Like, if you're a 10-year-old Braves fan today and you've been waiting your whole life to watch your team play in the World Series, I can tell you it was a great game. But you're going to have had to take my word for it. You know, baseball has lost or is losing a generation of fans because not only do these games start ridiculously late here on the East Coast— but they never end. Like, I love baseball more than anything. Like you said, you know that. But there is no, you're not allowed baseball to complain about how your fan base is too old if you're not willing to give any of your younger fans a chance to watch any of your most important games. You're not. I'm fed up with it. It's the only thing now that I read about every day from my buddies. Like, we're talking about a huge cross section of the country now. Parents and kids that are upset by the way that this thing is going down. And baseball knows it has a problem, but someone's got to say it out loud. Yeah, and I'm glad that you're saying it out loud because I could, I could sort of feel the frustration mm. from you as you were saying it. I'm, I'm looking up the, 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 the greatest baseball game I ever remember watching, taking my fandom out of it, was Game 7 of the 1991 World Series pitched by Jack Morris and John Smoltz, a game that went scoreless into the 10th inning. They played 10 innings. The Twins wound up scoring in the bottom of the 10th and winning it by a score of one to nothing. Smoltz had come out by that point, but Morris is still there. The bottom line of it is they played 10 innings that night, and that game, I just looked it up to see. The time of that game was three hours and 23 minutes. That's the the bottom of the seventh last night. That's an additional inning. Now, again, it's a game with no offense, so so there were were seventeen hits in that game. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. You know, I mean, it was a pitcher's duel, obviously, but stuff still happened. Right. I'm I'm looking it up here. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just looking at it. That game was so long ago that while I feel like I remember everything about it, I guess I obviously don't remember everything about it. Morris pitched the entire game. Smoltz came out in the eighth. Mike Stanton pitched. The rest of the eighth, Alejandro Pena pitched the ninth and then got one out in the tenth, and the game ended there as they lose. So, so that, that's that's really the, the issue. Is if you're if you and, and because not only is Hembo the most ridiculous baseball geek you've ever met, but so is everyone you associate with. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the people that are texting you, like whereas many of us might wake up to texts on a variety of different topics. You are waking up exclusively to baseball texts, right? That's, that's, all my friends are just like me without a microphone. And so this is like a, a reflection of what people are thinking. Like, it was a good game, but again. You have it in front of you? Uh, you have your phone in front of you? Yeah. Okay, read me one. Just like read me Stand what by. one of the texts says. I'll give you a moment. 
here to talk about it again. The, the, the official time of the game last night was 4.06, four hours and six minutes, 20 hits, 23 strikeouts, six walks, 11 pitchers, no one threw more than 52 pitches. I'll also mention quickly that according to Forbes, companies are working to fill millions of jobs in an epic hiring spree. Where do they turn? Zip Recruiter, Zip Recruiter's technology finds qualified candidates and makes it easy to invite your top choices to apply. Try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, give me an example of a text. Uh, 10.08 Eastern, game is still in the fourth inning with a picture of his son sleeping on the couch. His son, by the way, 15 years old, loves baseball. He goes on all those trips with me yes. uh, around the country. We see baseball games yeah. all over the place. Yeah. He's sleeping during the fourth inning. Two hours later, in between a bunch of other texts, game mercifully ends at 12.18. This is the kind of stuff that I'm seeing and baseball fans are feeling. Like, we love the game, but... The way in which the game is being played now, the pace at which the game is being played now is slower than it's ever been before, while we are now as a society moving faster than we ever have before. And if we're going to continue going in those different directions, baseball is going to lose a whole generation of people because no one is used to, no one's living the way that baseball is playing. And there, and I mean, you have, I mean, you have kids that are in college now. Yeah. We're talking about even younger people here. The way to, 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 to grow the game is to get them hooked from a young age. Like baseball at its best is a, is a sport passed down generationally, but all it takes is one link in that chain to be off before that's thrown off. That's happening right now. I, I can tell you that I grew up taking both of my kids to baseball games regularly, and, and they enjoyed it. And I can tell you that through this baseball, and I, Stevie and I text constantly, Nikki doesn't text about sports to me, basically anything, um, except every now and again when the Jets are terrible, she'll <laughs> send me like a little, you know, a little shot in the ribs. But um, Stephen texts me about sports constantly, texts me about stuff he's watching in the NBA, texts me nonstop on NFL Sundays mm-hmm. and all the rest of that. He has not said one word about the baseball. I don't know if he and his friends watched it last night or not. I honestly don't know. Huh. In college. A bunch of 19-year-old boys. I have no idea if they watched Game 1 of the World Series last night. I remember being at Northwestern. I, he lives in the same dorm I lived in when yeah. I was his age. I remember watching the World Series in my dorm. There was In, in, in that dorm, downstairs, there's like, a, I don't know, like on the ground floor of that dorm. It's a, it's a four-story dorm. Um, and that on the down, on the ground floor, there's like a big room, like a living room kind of, I don't a know what you call area. it. A yeah. common area with a big TV in it. And what, what passed for a big TV then? Anyway, I don't know if if it what it is now. But we, I remember, I, I have an active recollection of sitting down there and watching the World Series in that room. And I don't, I don't, I would be willing to bet you anything you wanted that my son and his friends did not. That makes me sad because you love baseball as much as anyone that I know. Yeah, and there's no obvious reason that he shouldn't either. But that's just how. But I think your story is very common across the country. It doesn't surprise me at all. And. The sad thing is, Greeny, these players are better and more skilled than they've ever been before. But in order to get to the bottom of the game, like in, in order to get to the bottom of this, you have to wade through an endless amount of downtime, right? And that's something that's very hard for us to, to do now in society. And we wind up just complaining about all the stuff that we don't like when these players are just brilliant. Uh, here's another note. Uh, Pete McConville, whom you and I both know well, he's, he's the executive producer and the brains behind Get Up. Um, and also loves, I mean, he loves baseball. He's a Met fan, and he loves baseball. And he's listening to this conversation, and he just texted me the words, 40-minute first inning, 40. (laughs) That's it. That's that's the text. But that's, you know... That's going to be a problem. And, and yeah, the Braves scored two runs in the first inning, but that just is what it is. So, um, and and, and I, I feel an obligation to say that we're not that show. 
like there are a, you if you're looking for a national sports talk show that is going to sit here and tell you everything that's wrong with baseball, and that's pretty much the only time they address it. I'm here to tell you that's not us. Like you don't listen to us if you think that. We talk about baseball because we care about it. We talk about it in a way that acknowledges that we care about it. And it is because we care about it that this concerns us. And, I mean, Hembo was so aggravated when he came in this morning that I said we need to do this on the show. And, and, and I'm glad that we did. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. If your pet passenger is injured in a car accident, get help paying for vet expenses. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Get a quote at Progressive.com. Big Poppy on the baseball is on the way. We'll do I'm sorry what and much more as we continue as well. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Big Poppy live in about 15 minutes. David Ortiz on the Goodyear hotline. We look forward to that. We come to you every day live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And so we are busy and every day at around this time, roughly this time, we'll do I'm Sorry What. I'm Sorry What. I'm Sorry What. I'm Sorry What. I'm sorry, what? All right, so that's where interesting people say interesting things and we listen to them. I've got three options for you. I have one from Chicago about the Bears. I have one from New York at the owners' meeting about the Jets. And I have one from Mike Tomlin being put off yesterday by a question he was asked. Let's ask the producer of the show. Nuno, which one do you want to hear first? Let's save the Woody Johnson because I want to give you as much time to react to that as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll go to Chicago first. This is Waddle and Sylvie, my buddies Tom Waddle and Mark Silverman, who host Afternoons on ESPN 1000 in Chicago, talking about how the Chicago Bears need to completely tear it down. To me, the only answer is you head into the 2022 season and you completely tear it down. You have to. You've tried this now for three years. But, right, you can't tear it. That's my point. You can't tear it down I, just in January. No. But, Start the legwork today. But my point is, is you can't, you, you, this situation you can't just fix. Right. 
They've tried to do that. You're one of the oldest rosters in the league, and you have one of the, the, the biggest cap issues going forward. Nobody ever wants to start over. Everyone thinks they're a player or two away from really, truly competing. They're not. Again, they're closer to a 6-10 and 10 team than they are a 10-6 team, which tells you that they need a significant rebuild in a lot of spots. Yes. And you're going to have to start that sooner rather than later. Now, I, I, I know those guys well, and I like them a lot, and there's, there's nothing in that to disagree with. They need to start completely over. Right in Chicago, they need to start completely over with Justin Fields. You're starting around, you're building around one person, and however you want to go from there. I don't know what happens with Allen Robinson. That's obviously a big factor. And then going forward, they have some talent on defense. Some of it is older, some of it is younger. So they have a few. They have some building blocks to build around. They have an offensive lineman named Tevin Jenkins, who got hurt before the season started, that I loved coming out of the draft. I thought he was going to be a first-round pick, and they wound up getting him in the second. So, you know, maybe you start building there. Their offensive line is the worst in the NFL. And Justin Fields, I would be afraid right now they're ruining him. Like, I, I am fond of saying on the air that more young quarterbacks in football are ruined than developed. I would be very concerned about permanent damage to his psyche and confidence being done to Justin Fields based upon what this season is and and what these games look like. And that is not in any way a value judgment on Justin Fields. I've never met him in my entire life. I'm saying you put any human being in that situation, I cannot imagine that they emerge with their confidence fully intact. I just can't. (laughs) I mean, not all learned experience is valuable experience. I think that's what we're learning with him this year. And the best-kept secret with the Bears is that this is sort of – a win now or win before roster because they've had to compromise so much of their draft greenie, as you know, over the last few mm-hmm. years in order to move up for Trubisky and to move up for Fields. They don't have any young talent at all. Like, and they, Khalil Mack. Over the last three they years. They traded a bunch of stuff for him, too. And Mack. Over the last three years, Justin Fields is their only first-round pick. And over that period of time, there are only a couple teams in the NFL that have just had fewer draft picks than they have. I to me, this is a process. Like these, the guys are right. This is going to take a few years. This is not going to get better anytime soon. No, you 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 tear it down immediately. Yeah. You start over. You go out and find yourself a coach. Does it matter? I, I'm not one of those who believes find an offensive guru who can work with Justin Fields. Find a good football coach who knows what he's doing, and then hire an offensive coordinator who runs an offense that suits the skill set mm. of your star young quarterback. If those happen to be the same person, generally speaking, that's fine. But that's not mandatory. It is not. You do not have to go out and find yourself the next. Because they did that once. They went out and hired Matt Nagy in order to be the offensive guru who was going to make Mitchell Trubisky into a star. How'd that work out? Can I give you one name that might fit both criteria? Sure. How about Brian Dayball from Buffalo? Yeah. A similar skill set. Justin Fields and Josh Allen. We know he has interest in that. We assume he has interest in those positions. That, like, if I, if I were a Bears fan, I would already be looking to the offseason like the guys are. I, I, I like Dayball, and I was a little surprised he didn't get a coaching job last year. Me too. Here's the one thing I'll say. Right now, there have been so many young coaches who've never been head coaches before mm-hmm. that have failed, and that there's a part of me that would say, is there a, a retread out there I could mm. get who knows what he's doing? Like, is there a coach on the sideline right now who's not currently in it that I could bring back? Someone with head coaching experience and a little bit of a proven track record? Um, is Pete Carroll going to leave? Well, he's a little older. Like Marvin Lewis or Jim Caldwell, someone like that? Someone like that? I mean, just I, I need to see a list of the names. Right. But just someone who has, has demonstrated that he knows what he's doing and, and can put together a staff? 
that knows what they're doing? Because, I don't know, I've had it up to here with people who've never been head coaches before. Um, and so we'll see where it goes. Right, let me play you the one more here. You've heard the Tomlin one already. I don't want to waste the time I'm going to have with Big Poppy. So let me just get to Woody, because honestly, I haven't heard this. <clears throat> this is the owner of the New York Jets, the former ambassador to the United Kingdom, who was at the NFL owners' meetings yesterday. His team is a train wreck. And he was asked about his general manager and his head coach, Let's hear what he said. I have unwavering, steadfast confidence in Joe, Robert, and the coaching staff. And I've been around for, this is uh, going on 22 years with my little absence that I had recently. And uh, this is a good, this is a good group. So we will get it right. Why do you think it's headed in the right direction? Uh, just talking to the, the leadership of the, you know, with Joe and Robert and talking to them and seeing how their plans are are put together, how they're deep thinkers. I think they, they want to do things like establish a culture uh, and they're getting the right players in the right positions. So we're just a very young team. Okay, I'm fine with it. Look, th- what's he going to say? He, uh, generally speaking, here's what I do support. I do support the owner firmly and without any caveat supporting the people running the organization. Because he's not firing either of them anytime soon. So you need to have every person connected to this, starting in your locker room, but going out to all the fans and the idiot talk show hosts like me, need to know no one's getting fired here. All right? That's not on the table. These guys are in total control. I have total faith in them. That's the right thing to do and the right thing for him to say. So I have zero issue with that. Now, that said, I have much less confidence in them than he does, and who knows if he really does or not. But he is where he is right now, and this is not optional. By the way, these were, and again, to the minutiae, these were decisions that were made by his brother. These are hires that were made while Woody was in London and his brother Christopher was running the organization. Incredibly badly, I might add, but that's neither here nor there also. So the point of it is, I don't have any problem with him saying that. I have no confidence. I'm my, my confidence in the general manager is wavering to the point of um, teetering onto the negative side of the ledger. What is it they say sometimes with the, you know, with the president? Your approval rating, like my approval rating level of the general manager is definitely tipped under fifty percent. Uh, he's underwater, as they would say, with me. And I mean, the, uh, even more so than the coach. I mean, give the coach a try. I mean, it's not the coach's fault that they didn't give him anybody, or at least it's not, he's not in there. Like, someone should have decided, we need people in the room with with an experienced hand. We need someone that Robert Sala can talk to and say, hey, man, this is not going well. Like, what do I do? And that person can say, you know, I remember 1992, this exact thing happened to me, and Mm -hmm. I did this, and I did that, and it worked. He doesn't have that guy. And neither does Zach, and neither does anybody else. And that's not their fault. That's the fault of the person who didn't give them that guy, who didn't hire that guy. And I blame the GM for that. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Something you told me, Hembo, that I don't think I realized in watching it last night was, because I don't know when, when this news came out, was that Morton's leg didn't break till later. That, that Charlie Morton gets hit with the comebacker last night. It's 100 miles an hour, hits him right in the leg, breaks his fibula. I said on TV this morning he threw 16 pitches with a broken leg. It may turn out that's not actually true. Right. It may turn out that he actually only threw six. What happened was after the inning, after which he got hit, they went and did an x-ray in between innings in the stadium, and it did not initially reveal a clean break. So, <laughs> I mean, like if you're any normal person... If you think you might have broken your leg, that would be the you know that would be the end of at least you pitching for that day. Right. He winds up going and throwing six more pitches, and I'm guessing that went a long way in exacerbating what wound up being a broken. One leg. of those pitches is, is right. the one that wound up doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the last one you could see the pain that he's in as he strikes out Jose Altuve <laughs> to finish his night. And the Braves take a one nothing lead, and it is my pleasure now to welcome to ESPN Radio three time World Series champion, one of the true legends. Of the sport, Big Poppy David Ortiz is with us here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Big Poppy. Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? A, a pleasure. It's, it's great to have you. We're doing well and enjoying last night's game and all the rest of that. Let's start with this. How would you put into perspective the toughness of a guy like Charlie Morton to take a shot off the leg like that to the point that he winds up with a broken leg and staying out there and continuing to fight for his team? How would you put into words the toughness he shows everybody last night? This guy is one of my favorite pitchers in the big league because he's a trooper. I mean, this this guy, um, this guy, he he just he just fight back, man, and and and. And um, he he he's the type of guy that he he don't he don't give up he don't give up he he pitching he don't give in mm-hmm. and when he's out there battling he don't give up man he he fight he fight that's why he's one of the, the, the those type of aces that you want to have on your ball club and last night just watching him you know having that injury and then go back and try to continue pitching is it, it, something that that that's what makes baseball so special. Absolutely, and and but how does it change the dynamic? Of the, they get the win, he gets the tough guy of the year award, and all that is good. But now, if this becomes a long series, this is the guy they were counting on. How does it change things in your mind, Big Poppy, that they lose him now the rest of the way? Well, uh, this series is going to be a very uh, interesting series because uh, the Braves, they, they, I mean, they went through the Dodgers, which is to me, it was the, the the most complete baseball club and mm-hmm. out of the whole MLB. They beat them, but now they facing the situation that they're not gonna have Morton for Game Five. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be fun to watch to see how the the, the Braves gonna handle it. But one thing on their favor is that they end up winning the game last night. Yeah. So it seems. Yeah, you, it, when you put it on perspective, you'll be like, okay, 
let's say let, let's act like Morton pitch six seven good innings, and that's why we end up you know winning this game. So let's see what's gonna happen down the road. Because you know what, Houston is the type of team that when they had foot on the uh, foot on the throw, you know that's when they pulled the best out of it. I saw them doing it with, with the Red Sox. You know what I'm saying? And they know how to bounce back. So uh, last night doesn't mean anything. I mean, that last night was just one win out of four. But you have, you, you're playing against a team that have all the players uh, healthy, good to go, you know, one game. You got to continue moving forward. But it's going to be gonna be a good series. Big Poppy with us here, of course. You see him on Fox. You know him from the legendary career. He's actually with us on behalf of T-Mobile. We'll talk about that program in a minute. Let's talk quickly, though, about the Astros here. We all know the history. We all know about 2017 and the way a lot of people around the sport view them. How, if at all, will it change the way you view them if they win a championship here all these years later in, in all these different circumstances? How, how, if it changes the way you think of them, how would it change it? Well, reality is that <clears throat> winning a World Series is a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. No matter uh, where you're playing at, if you play at home, if you play in a row, it, it doesn't matter. You know, you got to put the right, you got to make the right move and put the right pieces together to be able to accomplish that. So, in my mind, say it doesn't matter if you play in the 1960. In the 1980s, in the 19 whatever, in 2000, winning a World Series is something that is very special, and and, and everybody, whoever is related to winning the World Series, deserves to get credit. Big Poppy with us here, who was once described—I want to read this correctly—as a maestro in the statistics-defying art of clutch hitting. You hit 455 in your career in 14 World Series games. Coming up in big spots. How do you describe it? I'm asking you probably to do the impossible, but how, why were you able to be so successful in the biggest moments? Could you explain it to someone so they could try and emulate it? Well, you know, I'm a guy that I grew up tough, you know, and, and, and I'm a guy that I love what I used to do. I used so much. I used to put so much effort and time and focus and preparation that I think I still suffer from it. because because, you know once you lined up your mindset to be good at something you the one thing that you never think about is that it's not gonna be for the rest of your life it's gonna be just for a moment and and my mind sometimes asks me about those times you know and and I had that. I, I pretty much had that discussion with my own self, based based on I don't play baseball no more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so when you see those moments, when you see player comes through, and uh, crucial moments, you basically put yourself in the spot. You 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 be like, man. You start attaching things. You start thinking about I used to do this. I used to do that. Maybe that player is going through it. But the most important thing. I'm the type of person that I I don't freak out when when it comes down to to show up. You know, I don't I don't I don't panic. You know, I'm I'm smooth. You know, I don't I don't I don't act like I'm gonna die or get killed if I don't complete my mission. Mm-hmm. And once you put all those pieces together, 
you go out there more relaxed, you know, you you focus. I mean, I don't I don't I don't even listen to the noise. I don't even used to listen to the noise coming from the fans or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once I was on the either on the circle or at the plate, I I I just zoom in and everything. I don't know how I used to do that, but it, it was it was me and the guy on the mound, nothing else. I mean, to me, it was nothing else, and. I was good at unplugging myself, you know. I, was, hmm. I mean, that's that's something that is hard to do, but I was good at. Like, like I was, I was. See, uh, uh, and Discovery Channel, on when 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 you see this shit, I try to 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 hunt this this uh, uh, this other animal because that's 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 gonna be uh, its meal and 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 you can lose no focus because it can escape away from you. That's mm-hmm. the way I used to go by the pictures. Mm. That was, you know, what, what was gonna put food on my table and I don't want to lose my focus because that's 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 that was my goal. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And that's the way I used to look at it. That's I love the that. That's way I can describe. You know what I'm saying? I love right. the description. I, I, lo- I love the illustration. I, I love that. Hunter, who was the, the the last guy you wanted out there? Who who gave you the hardest time in your career? Who was the, the, the guy that, if, if you're coming up in a big spot, the last guy you want to see out there? You know, I face a lot of guys that they have felt this stuff. You know, I face guys that they make your life miserable. Like, I face guys that I was able to come through. You know, like Pedro Martinez was one of those guys that, on his prime, <laughs> he was extremely filthy. Mariano, when he was throwing, I mean, I hit really well against Mariano, but Mariano was not a fun bat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mariano was a guy that you on your best day, he would break your bat and your bat in like twenty pieces. You know, like mm-hmm. then you, you. I mean, everybody. Roy Holiday was a guy that I also. Did okay against him, but he was he was he was nasty. The thing is that with Roy Holiday, I had I had to face him so many times because he was in the same division and he was in a starter. And he used to love pitching against the Red Sox. Rest in peace, Roy Holiday, man, incredible guy, incredible human being, incredible pitcher. I got the opportunity to meet him uh, during the All Star game a few times, and and uh, he was unbelievable. He don't say much, but he was. I really like uh, Roy and uh, my museum. I mean, I can I can mention you know tons of guys out there that they they had great stuff, and when they when they were going, they will give you uh, a miserable awful four. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a battle, man. I mean, you 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 just you just baseball is a type of game that that the only advantage that you have is your preparation. Is your preparation? You you get ready. You you physically take care of yourself you mentally. You get your rest. You 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 do your homework. Yeah, you 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 give your own self the opportunity to to provide. You know what I'm saying? But but you need to have uh, an, an extremely dedication, and 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 I guess that's that was part of my success. Big Poppy, David Ortiz, again, you see him on Fox, all the games on Fox. We have him on ESPN Radio, and he's with us on behalf of T-Mobile. Now through November 3rd, you can text Road Trip to 595959 to be entered for a chance to win a pair of tickets to all 30 stadiums next year, plus a brand-new RV to get you there, plus a free 5G phone, and a year of T-Mobile service to keep you connected on the road. 
David, this is a pretty big package you got working here. That's a pretty nice program you got working here. This is incredible, and the most important thing: the RV is so comfortable. Like I'm a guy that I don't <laughs> I don't drive long distance no. much. Yeah, but I would take my chances on the RV. <laughs> 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 I have seen it a few times. <laughs> it's very comfy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean. You seem uh, like a guy uh, who would man, need a comfortable RV. I, yeah, I, I, I get that. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I, I was yesterday uh, at the stadium. We were shooting a, a commercial, and I saw the RV, and I was like, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is very cool. You know, like, like, but you know what? The most important thing in T-Mobile, man, is doing an incredible job with the fans. So. Yeah. Hopefully, people that are finite, 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 and give yourself the opportunity to try this RV, you know, and go. I mean, Teddy Stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, free pass to go to Teddy Stadium. That's incredible. It's a nice program. I'm, I'm out of time here, Big Poppy. Thank you so much for making a few minutes. Good luck with this. We'll be watching tonight and the rest of the series. Enjoy. Hey, thank you very much. Okay, that's David Ortiz. Uh, tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast. Brings you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. So that, that Hembo, that would be your dream, right? To, to win, to get an RV and be able to go get tickets to every single stadium in baseball. That would be like your dream scenario. That's number one, because my vacations every summer, as you've detailed, are usually me and my buddies driving around the Midwest or the Southeast or wherever, and we, you know, we just go in a minivan, literally a minivan, the four of us, and we hit as many stadiums as we can in a week or so. But to be in David Ortiz's RV and be able to go around the country to see all 30, that is, like, maybe that's the answer to what I would do if I had Jeff Bezos' money. He does strike me as the kind of guy well, if he's going to be in an RV, it's going to need to be spacious. <laughs> yeah, I would think don't so. Don't you get that sense? Like, I don't picture, like, 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 you know, they used to talk about, like, how rock and roll bands were traveling around, like, in a little van or right, whatever. Right, right. I don't get, I don't see Big Poppy in that. No, no. David Ortiz needs, he needs a, a house on wheels, essentially. But this is a package that you, that he just, that you just described that's much better than what that guy got for Tom Brady's 60th. 100%. Oh, my God. 100%. You could not be more right. This is way better than what they gave that guy who had Tom Brady's 600th ball. What do you think, Bubba? What do you think? Would you go to all thirty? Would you like to go to all thirty stadiums? Oh yeah, this is this is unbelievable. Sign me up for this, Bubba. This- what if what if we told you that you could do that, but you'd have to do it with me? Would you still want to go? Ooh, do, do I get Mike Evans's cleats? <laughs> <laughs> oh, How about if you could just follow the Mets? The Mets would play in every. You get to that's go fun. to one that's game. A pretty good city, one. That's yeah, a good deal. And Mets then you follow in the, the RV and jump around. But with Hembo, I guess I'll do it. What about you, Nuno? Last word on with all this. With Nuno, too? You going? <laughs> yeah, I'm going. You going to all the games? You would, you would go to all 30 stadiums and, and watch the Yankees play? Yeah, even if I have to go with Hembo. I mean, it would just be a nice, relaxing road trip. Would yeah. you bring Gordon, too? <laughs> <laughs> no, Hembo's going to be there. <laughs> if you need an alibi, Hembo is your man. I don't think you have to worry about that. I'm the body that. that would need to be disposed in that I, scenario. <laughs> this was fun. Eli, thank you. Poppy, thank you. Everybody, thank you. We'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.